0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 81, The War on Science. Joining me this evening are my esteemed co-hosts, Kimberly. Hey, everybody. And Mac. Hello. And Ian. Greetings. And salutations. How is everybody doing this evening?
1: I'm doing okay
0: yeah we missed you last week. would you you abandoned us?
1: Yeah, I had something come up at the last minute, and uh, I was hoping to make it back to my computer in time, but it just did not happen. so I apologize, but I'm back and um that's okay. I, it gave, uh, it that's that's gave me the opportunity
2: to slander you on the on the air so
1: well, good, good. Yeah. I'm sure it was richly deserved.
0: That's an admission you didn't even listen.
1: I didn't listen yet. I'm, I'm telling you, it's been, it's now been nutty.
2: Now I'm kind of bummed I didn't do more. You gave me license there. <laughs>
1: yeah. anytime, anytime I don't have a really good solid reason or give enough notice, you are more than welcome to slander me. All right. But but on the weeks when I actually do listen, just be prepared for retaliation, right? Okay. Fair enough. All right. We're good. The rules of combat have been established. Proceed.
0: She's extremely busy. She's never going to listen. Knock yourself out, <laughs> Kimberly. You know some Latin, right?
1: Uh, I I did actually take Latin back in in high school, but that yeah, was. Gonna know, know
2: what? happen uh, to know what? In libris speramus means.
1: Um. Well, in libris is that's in writing, right, or a book? I thought uh, so. And what's the last part?
2: S P E R A M U
1: S. I don't
2: know that. I saw it on a bumper sticker. I'm, I'm loosely translating it to, in libraries there are spears. Hmm. But I don't know if that's correct. I'm thinking
0: it's actually probably not. It's probably something from Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do the announcements. Let's get through okay. those.
1: Alright, so you can find, in addition to our show notes, events now on secularhub.org slash events, where we have a combined calendar of all of the cool stuff going on in the secular world in the Denver metro area. So this week, coming up on Thursday, March 21st, the Boulder Atheists are having their weekly lunch social, and the Secular Hub is having its weekly movie night. This week we're going to be doing Contagion, uh, and it's actually going to be high def. We're going to do a Blu-ray copy. Uh, Friday night, we're doing the Friday night Hub Hang, and that is going to be followed immediately after. That starts at 5, but at 6.30, we turn the place over to the Denver Atheists for their first official meetup at the Hub. So you don't need to be a, a member that day. Just come on come on down Friday night and party with those people. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I should be there. Sunday, March 24th, there's actually quite a bit going on. The Pikes Peak Skeptics are doing their Secular Sunday Brunch. Uh, the Boulder Atheists are doing a um, monthly member meeting, and they're going to be uh, voting on a new board of directors. At the Hub, we're going to be starting with coffee and community in the morning, which is basically just come by, have some coffee, talking, and hanging out with people. But at 1 o'clock, we're going to be doing the Safe and Secular Schools Task Force. So uh, when Dawkins was in town a couple of weeks ago with Catherine Stewart, they were all about the Good News Club. And I don't know if we probably haven't talked about it here yet, but they are, they are going to be targeting Denver in the summer of 2013 to put in all these very evangelical, uh, and not very upfront and honest school groups in called the Good News Club. And they're, they're targeting Denver. And so we are putting together a task force to kind of combat that and really just combat it with the truth. So if you're interested in getting in, uh, Finding out more about it and, and getting involved, it's going to be really important. I think it's going to be really valuable for kids. That task force is starting at 1 o'clock at the Hub. Okay. On Monday, March 25th, there's going to be a Cafe Psy, uh, the one over at Brooklyn's, on what genes made us human. Wednesday, the 27th, uh, the Denver Philosophy Meetup Group is having their monthly meeting. And the Denver Museum of Nature and Science are doing a uh, near-Earth objects, finding them before they find us. Mm. Uh, the week after, Thursday the 28th, uh, we've got another social for the Boulder Atheists, another movie night. don't know what that one's going to be yet. Um, the Friday night hub hang is going to be a weekly thing, so is the coffee and community on Sunday. And then um, other big stuff coming up. On Wednesday, April 3rd, down in Colorado Springs, the Pike Peak Skeptics are doing Religion and Religiosity, a Jaundiced Neurological Perspective. So that sounds interesting. And... Um, there's also a Recovering from Religion support group that if you're interested in getting more information about that, they meet the first Saturday of every month. So they'll be meeting on April 6th. And uh, the other last thing I wanted to talk about was the... I'm kind of scrolling down here. We've got Neil deGrasse Tyson down in Colorado Springs, but unfortunately it's sold out on Wednesday, April 17th. And then when are we doing Skepticamp? Skepticamp is Saturday, April 27th. Look right. out for
0: those big things. Well, I'm crying foul because those aren't all in the document. I thought, oh, well, good. We'll get to those <laughs> quick. We've got like five of them here. No, wrong.
1: I'll, I'll copy and paste them over. No, no, no. There.
0: Actually, I think, it, I think we can just put a link to the hub in there and we'll be all fine. right. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
1: great.
2: Yeah, we'll do that. Or we could just edit out of the podcast everything that's not in the document. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how you go with the more work-intensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks thing. a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my mind. sweat.
1: Where no. are we on that, by the way? What that thing you just mentioned?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> That's your announcement.
0: All right. So, so tell me why my DNA analysis could be akin to a genetic astrology.
3: Well, I don't know how many people noticed this fad that came out uh, a few years ago where all the celebrities were getting their DNA tested and were able to link their whole ancestry and stuff and were told all the famous people they were now related to. I know Oprah did it, and I believe Obama did it, and, you know, a lot of big names went and did it. Well, the thing is, scientifically speaking, that whole system is not really accurate. And and, as this article here says... Um, it's basically genetic astrology, um, and it, it it very much compares, you know, it to astrology, saying it's it's so vague as to the actual results and the actual connections that can be made. It really doesn't tell you anything, and you know that they look for what they can to make it sound like you, you know, have this really amazing ancestry behind you. Right, but okay, but isn't there,
0: you know, that there, there is some statistics that sh- that, that kind of show that like. If you go back so many, so many hundred years, thousand years, whatever, that at some point we're all related. So it's like yeah. uh, we're all. So we can trace. We all of us can trace our lineage back to Julius Caesar or whatnot. It isn't isn't that isn't there? Some there's, yeah, there's, there's
3: there's some logic there as okay. well. You know, right. So so kind of so kind of it. what
0: they're doing though is is that 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 is that how they're kind of getting around this? Or are they kind of just saying, well, the- everybody's related to this person, so just stick it in there.
3: Yeah. Well, there they the go. DNA cannot tell you that your ancestors were Vikings; simply that your ancestry came from a part of the world common to the Viking. And you know that—that's all the DNA stuff can really tell you. But we know most of us are—most of us are fairly effective mutts now, Right. as you were saying. You know, in, unless you're like, you are know, like—you know—you know—the Native Americans. It, a lot of them can say, "Oh, you know, I'm still pure blood. I can trace it back, you know, a hundred generations."
0: Yeah, I bet they're not. <laughs> no, they're, no, 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 oh, me. You know what? They're isolated enough. That, that 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 could be true. Yeah,
3: the, the the but that that's basically the only time you'll get a lot of that is the people that are still genetically from the isolated um groups. But for the most part, Americans, especially, we know we're much That you know, that's so, interesting.
0: That's an interesting thing too. You you just said I'm an American, right? And and this is one of the issues with with um, with with like tracking race and cultures and stuff like that. Is is we don't identify by our roots. As far as we're concerned, we're American. This is where we right. were born. This is I. This is our roots. But And
3: we're much more of a melting pot, you know. Yeah. If if you go like some, you know, China, and Japan, um, you know, they are you know, still much more racial. They they haven't had as much of an influx of other um races come into the genetic pool. So, you know, definitely here in America, we probably have the most links to the rest of the world genetically than a lot of the other countries.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how true or not that is that I would be interested to see that so two points okay. first the term pure blood I think you got that out of Harry Potter
3: possibly i, I but if you look the, the um you know one of the things with scouts is if you get your eagle you are given a fake eagle feather only people who have Native American blood in them can get a real eagle feather right so there, there actually is you know you you know if you have native American blood they do keep track of that And they know the people that are pure, you know, as far as I'm concerned, pure Native American have one-eighth Native American, stuff like that. Okay. They actually keep keep track of that.
2: Second point, this doesn't really sound like genetic astrology to me. Okay. It sounds like the new form of past life
0: regression. Uh, You know what? That's an interesting point because it didn't quite sound like astrology to me either because nobody was telling you anything about you through this.
3: Well, they compare – if you look, the, um, the genetic ancestry business uses a phenomenon well-known in other such as horoscope, where general information is interpreted as being more personal than it really is.
0: Yeah, okay. So there, there's the astrology type.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I still think it's – I think it's new version of past-life regression. See, and I well, disagree
0: because – I was, past, cre- I was Cleopatra and a past-life regression. No, life no, no, no. no, no. What, that's not I'm what this is. Forever. No, no, no. This is just saying you're related to them somehow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's not as scientific as um, – you know, a lot of people were wanting it to be basic.
0: Right, but it's far more scientific than I was Cleopatra in a past life, yes. which I yeah. was, by the way.
3: The basic overall is science, but to say, oh, because mm. of this DNA chain, I know I'm related to Cleopatra. No, you don't know you're related to Cleopatra. You can say I have ancestors that were in egypt Egypt. at that time but even
0: that's difficult right i mean how far back can really track these lineages because this is one of the things that the mormons you know are always railing about that that we don't know what lehi's genetics would have been and so we can't so so you can't track that
3: i know there are genetic markers there is a way to track um where your ancestry is from it is there are genetic markers that Every I, I'm trying to remember the whole thing about, but every few generations, a genetic marker is left that you can trace back. Okay, you know, we can see this guy, his family, um, you know, were in Eng- England at this time, in Africa in this time, and stuff like that. There are genetic markers there that allow you to do that.
0: Could we track? But could we track DNA all the way back to 4 BC?
3: I don't know how far back yeah, it, I saw it goes. I don't either. Because I, it was a special um, called the primordial Eve or something like that?
0: Yeah. Basically Mitochondrial going with the Eve. Co- Mitochondrial, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Go- going with the idea of, you know, the, the original mother of Homo sapiens, basically. Yeah, I, think, I think her name was Lucy
2: and they found her skull.
3: <laughs> yeah, a little more advanced than Lucy. Oh, but,
2: okay. Okay.
1: Uh, and actually, the guy who's doing the presentation at that that cafe Sci I was talking about next week is gonna it has talked about this because I've heard him talk before. What I think they're tracking is not so much that hey, you were clearly in Northern Europe in the 1500s. It's that this virus was rampant in Northern Europe in the 1500s, and your genetic code has some of that viral coding that they can find in the junk DNA, what was used to be referred to as junk DNA, and they're learning more and more that it ain't junk. But um, that kind of stuff gets passed down. And so that is what pegs you as being from a region because basically of the history of, of stuff like that, but I, I mean, I, I'm a little disappointed too. I really thought that they could tell you a lot more than it sounds like they really can.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because the article doesn't talk about what they're actually looking for as far yeah. as genetic markers, and and really the the viruses make some make some interesting yeah. points. as because and that I'm might wondering be
2: also if people who are if people are not as people are just kind of hearing what they want to hear, whether right. they're being told you you have an ancestor in Egypt at the time of Cleopatra, and what the person is hearing is,
0: oh, my ancestor was Cleopatra. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
3: yeah. Adding more to it
0: than the really Which means that they probably had an ancestor during Ramses and all these other pharaohs, too. (laughs) And which,
1: like you say, we we all did. I mean, nobody didn't have an ancestor alive at that time somewhere in the world. Well, and that's That's kind of my – yeah,
0: (laughs) and that's ultimately my point is that that some of this is nonsense in that uh, if you go back far enough, yeah, we're we're all from Africa. (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right. So now we were able to defeat our uh, creationist bills – here in Colorado. When I say we, I mean some intelligent people down at the Capitol. But Oklahoma, not so lucky. Well, actually, I want to start this segment off with the
3: first article I put up here. Oh, I'm was, sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this segment War on Science. Okay. One, I, It just sounds really cool. War on Science. Um, But the truth is, while Brian just talked about the conservative side of it. There's actually a liberal side of it as well. And, and so, the, you know, there is an anti-science movement on both sides of the political spectrum, and both sides, you know, really don't have it right um, on these extremes. But so, the first article I put in here is the anti-science left versus the anti-science right. Now, generally, the anti-science right is the one we bitch about most, I think, on this
0: podcast. Well, and no, I mean, that's not true because all these other points that he talks about the left, I've bitched about those.
2: Yeah, yeah. On the anti-science, on the anti-science right, you've got the the quote-unquote Christian right. On the anti-science left, you've got the
0: woo-woo. Right. Yeah,
3: so the left is just as guilty of, uh, of attacking no, science as the right is quite as often. No, just as guilty,
0: and that's the problem with this article. Uh, it, 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 he, he kind of misrepresented Chris Moody's book here, and I was kind of appalled by the article. Okay. So he's basically making he, – he, he makes a strong point about the, about the things that, that liberals find – um you know issues with such as they're into organic foods and 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 gmos or you know they're they're worried about gmos and they're worried about nuclear power and they're worried about fracking and uh, and he also blames the anti-vax stuff on the um on the liberals which is difficult to do because that one crosses party lines yeah and so, and, and that was pretty clear in the book that that was not necessarily just a liberal issue. It was just an anti-science issue. Um, Chris Mooney's book spends the majority of the time talking about all the things that the republicans have done to attack science and about some brain stuff as well that he tries to relate it back to and and at the very end he he says but he says listen it's not just the right here's a few things that the, that the left are guilty of too but he says but overall the right has a is, is much more anti-science and much more science denial than the left um, but this article doesn't um position itself that way at all it 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 really tries hard to and i think because of because of the bent that it has um i i i, I kind of think that the right tends to be more
2: science denial and the left tends to be more science
0: Twisting, science abuse, maybe yeah.
1: bogus science. Yeah, accepted. they're
0: more into the bogus science,
1: and yeah. they, they just accept it without the evidence. I heard, yeah. I read exactly, and, and, they're, and they're gone. They're yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get a
0: lot of that, and you get a lot of that. You know, just because they don't take the time to look into the issue either. And I keep beating my family up about fracking, and and I challenge mm-hmm. them. Tell me what's going on. You know, and they can't. They're, well, I don't know enough. And that and that's part of the problem with a lot of these things is like, well, organic foods, why are they better? Well, I, I don't know. I just heard that they were. It's like, oh, OK, great. And that's what I get a lot from from my family um, as far as those issues go. Right. They just haven't really looked into them that much. They've heard something. It feels right to them and they go with it right. um, where the right is more like it, it's damaging my bottom line. You know,
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the priorities are not. Really
0: yeah, the, the priorities are a little different, and and ultimately, um, you know, even this article says only one only one side is making a is 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 making it a war. Yeah. Right. It, it, but it isn't overly clear, as you know. The, I don't know. The article was 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 terrible, quite frankly. And he he really did not do justice to the book. And he he mentions it, but then he's kind of off the rails as far as what it actually said.
1: Hey, I just had a thought. Um, you know, as you were talking about the different the different ways that the the Republican versus Democratic. Unscientific people are are doing things. Um, I wonder if some of it has to do with the fact that you know the the right has all of their media. Really lockstep with, you know, Fox News and stuff like that, giving you giving Republicans you so often see, you know, they have their marching orders. They have, you know, they repeat the same little phrases over and over again. And and those people, you know, when you say, why don't you believe in climate change? They are they don't just throw up their hands and say, I don't know. They spout a whole bunch of lies and misinformation. But they're never lacking for more of it because they hear so much of it. Whereas we don't have that on the left so much. We don't have an organized media-driven agenda. Not
3: well, not necessarily agenda, but we do have stuff that um, gets out, then all the media jumps on without really looking it up. That might
0: yeah. Be fair. yeah, we get a lot, yeah, a lot of that happens. I, I don't know. The,
3: and admittedly, you know, Oprah's probably a, you know, that the Oprah kind of stuff is probably where a lot of it comes from for the last. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I'll buy that.
0: Well, and Doctor Oz promoting all of his woo-woo. Well,
3: that's the, the connection. Uh, Doctor Oz came out of Oprah. Yeah, she's picked a lot of people that promote that stuff.
0: Doctor Phil came out of Oprah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and when vampire. we say came out of them, we mean she promoted them.
2: <laughs> I, I was gonna say there that that. <laughs> conjures an unpleasant image <laughs> <laughs> and it's one that you can't really unsee <laughs>
3: uh, so anyway the first one brian was trying to um introduce into yeah, i was is, to
0: railroad you a bit here wasn't i
3: yeah is um basically the article is off of mother
0: jones and it's another it's one just, off of mother jones what is mother jones can you tell me what mother jones is It's a website. (laughs) Hey, thank you very much. But what is their slant because their articles are not good. I mean they're they're not horrible, right? But they're – I mean they they seem like they're slanted left quite a bit for the most part.
1: I think they might be the left-wing Huffington Post.
0: Okay, Uh, Because I was just going to say – that puts it into
1: context for you. (laughs) I was going to
0: say that last article, uh, he he was going out of his way to kind of do a false balance thing. Yeah. And that's how, I, that's how I felt about the article.
3: You know, I put the article not necessarily because of the article itself, but because I wanted to start off this segment with a thing saying, you know, talking about both sides okay. of the anti-science. So
2: let me, uh, let me chime in here real quick. I think Kimberly is right on the ball when she says it's the left-wing Huffington Post. Mother Jones is a politically left-wing American magazine featuring investigative and breaking news reporting on politics, the environment, human rights, and culture.
0: Right. And so, that, and that last article, he, like I say, it was, it was, it was trying to set up false balance. He, you know, they, they were really going out of their way to say, hey, listen, yeah, the left, ha- the left has a problem too. That's what I felt. So,
3: the article is entitled, Insist that People Coexisted with Dinosaurs and Get an A in Science Class. Basically, in Oklahoma, um, a, uh, was A bill passed, uh, the Oklahoma Common Education Committee, um, Although it says it died in the House of Representatives, but still the bill passed um, one one branch and luckily was killed in another. But so still, the, the, is it the gone? Law itself, it sounds like it. It sent yeah, an update on March 14th, so just a few days ago, the bill died in Oklahoma House of Representatives. Okay, that's good. So the, the bill actually didn't pass. So they were trying to. It, it passed in the. Common Education Committee, <laughs> which is kind of scary, the, 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 the Oklahoma Education Committee, the one that's supposed to be you know, making sure that kids are taught, actually passed this. But in the proposed bill, basically, um, the teachers would not be allowed to um, push evolution. They'd, if, if, a, if a child said, I don't believe in evolution, I'm going to write my paper on uh, you know extremely unscientific creationism, the teacher would have to actually give A if they put some work into it. Although I'm not quite sure how you'd actually research a paper like that. Because, you know, outside of saying, God did it, not much else you can really put into research on creationism. God did it. <laughs> so it it would have made for easy A's for some of these kids. But um
2: Hey, if you can figure out what Adam originally named the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you've got sparky. to have something going for you.
1: It was Sparky. It's right there in Genesis 1, Chapter 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay I'm, I, I I'm going to have
2: to go with that because I know you've got more I know you've got more Bible learning than I
0: I do. I am going to question it though and I'm going to ask for uh, your source which which Bible are you reading
1: Oh which Bible yeah that is important <laughs> No I I just I read a, I was reading something online today and they were talking about how people do this all the time they make up things yeah. completely out of whole cloth and then assign it a, a an obscure biblical passage which Genesis 1, chapter 2 is probably not. but No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but you do that, and you make it kind of sound like it's in the language, and, and nobody ever checks it. You know, you'll have both sides, you know, claiming it as, as being in there, and nobody even looks it up. So
0: I would go with 3rd King the, uh... 27. <laughs> Brian, it's
2: the uh, it's the bugger all this Bible.
1: Bugger
0: all this. Okay, yeah. So I I, I want to um, when it says passed, I think it meant the committee. It looks like it was yeah. because on the website I can see the the committee votes for this. Yeah, that, the, the committee vote. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the
3: committee passed it about a month ago. Okay. The House of Representatives just um, killed it a few days ago. Okay. So.
0: So it didn't actually get very far, Right. but it did get You're out lucky. of committee, which is kind of scary. And in Oklahoma, I'm afraid this could pass.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. That's why it
0: was um, – But on the other hand, Oklahoma has had a, has been fighting these issues for quite a while. There's been school boards that have been trying to pass this stuff. So there's a lot of watchdogs in Oklahoma right now because this is not the first time that they've attempted this.
3: Yeah, so – but this is part of the um, white the right-wing anti-science crusade is to push through bills that basically make it so teachers have to accept non-scientific um, ideas as science.
1: And using and that old canard this- that they're teaching the controversy and all that kind yeah. of crap. Yeah, right? right. But I had a real issue with
0: with some of the things he was saying. It's like, so, it, so, it, is it in in well, okay. I went to a school where it was, but in a conventional school, is it okay for for you to have a textbook and to disagree with it and to write your paper and say I disagree with the textbook? I mean, maybe you could if you did it and 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 were really good about illustrating why you disagreed with the textbook. But I would you couldn't just so. tell the textbook this textbook is uh, I don't like it. Well,
2: there was a there was a case where the textbook was blatantly wrong about the answer to a math problem, and the student pointed out that it was blatantly wrong, and the teacher called him down on it anyway because he disagreed with the textbook.
3: Well, is that a real case or is that an urban legend? I think I've, it's a real seen, case, but I'm not sure. Okay. I've, I've seen stories like that passed around, like on Facebook, and I sit and I look, okay, this is kind of vague. Um, you know, how much do I believe it? I, I would hope a good teacher would be open minded enough and say, okay, you know, the, the student presented a good argument. I will give them credit for that. Right.
0: But in this case, if they present an, a good creationist argument, as as a you know as a teacher are you aren't you going to say well you know this is not uh, this is not a theology class and what's in the textbook is actually important and fail them
1: would a good teacher do that in a job in which they felt very confident that they were backed up by the administration for saying that probably would that teacher be now living a life of utter hell in dealing with parents who are idiots i, I might pass the kid just a to- just to miss that fight. Cause and see. Nobody wins in that one.
0: Isn't it, isn't it terrible that, that a teacher might actually think like that? I mean.
1: I think you'd have to yeah, in this day and age. I mean. But we're
0: miseducating.
3: Within, within the scope of science, if the teacher says, okay, I want you to write a paper on how evolution works. Right. Whether or not you believe in it, okay, research and see how evolution works and write the paper saying, okay, this is what the claims are on how evolution works. That's not saying you believe in it, that's saying, okay i under you know I, I looked into exactly how the the ideas work and the science too uh, is supposed to work, okay, I, I don't believe in it I you know that's a whole different thing
1: so yeah, and that should be know, part th- of the education. That's what we did with comparative religion classes, right, you know, right. tell, me, then, tell know, me what the fundamentals of Buddhism are I mean they weren't expecting everyone in the class to be Buddhists right they, they want to say teach the conspiracy fine. But the controversy teach kids
3: how evolution actually is supposed to work as a science and say you know have the teacher say not everyone believes in this but um you know don't try and say well if they don't like it they can um, go and just write something else uh, with a whole different explanation like no if the if the yes. assignment is to understand evolution have them understand evolution Whether yeah, or not my they point. believe in it is a whole different point
0: yeah and and it's in it's the controversy not the conspiracy i mean evolution is a conspiracy <laughs> but they mean teach the controversy
3: right my flub
1: and like you say, and I mean, and to get really specific on your terms, nobody should be believing in evolution. People should be accepting the facts of evolution. Right, it really isn't a belief thing. But I, I hear you. I I, I don't know. I mean, I back in my school days, I mean, granted, this was you know hundreds of years ago. I don't remember this being an issue, at least where I grew up. I mean, nobody.
3: It, it wasn't an issue out here either, really. I, I don't remember um, it being an issue in school at all. And yeah, I, I, think-
1: I, I can't imagine anybody coming into school and being like, "Bob will don't say that." We'd be like, "And," <laughs> <laughs> I, but I know that things have changed now. I mean, I I have a friend who's a teacher who was a teacher out in Nebraska, no longer has her job because she suggested that the uh that the Crusades were militaristic in nature and not savior ish in nature. Or or something like that. I don't even understand what the whole thing was about, but well, someone they, was offended. They took, and she a, lost they her took job. a
2: whole hell of a lot of money out of the Holy Land and <laughs> artifacts. So you could say it was yeah, I, it was you could poetry. say it was a uh, capitalism based yeah. as well.
1: But this was an example of, of someone who did not have an administration that would back them up. I mean yeah, that's not good. and that's really, really sad.
0: But- and what's sad about that is that's actually worth, a conversation worth having too. More than more than this conversation, evolution versus creationism is 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 redundant. You know. Yeah. I mean, we, well, this
3: next one is funny. <laughs> right, and, okay, the next article is actually from the Institute for Creation Research, and the title of the article is "Talking Ants Are Evid- Ev- <laughs> right, Evidence of Creation." Yeah. Okay, now, apparently it's been observed... God, I'm having a hard time with pronouncing words tonight. Observed that um, ants do actually have a level of communication with each other.
0: Okay, which and, we already knew. You know,
3: th- and, um, but it, it, it actually goes before they actually um, come out of the larval stage. That the older... I'm trying to remember exactly how that's phrased. The o- older... I'm the word, so I am
0: up again. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Basically, they're, they're saying that that these ants have an audible way of communi- communicating with each other, and that different ants from um, that, what they they kind of have, I don't know if it's a a, a different a, a cycle. Yeah, and different a beacon or a squawk, whatever you want to call it, that that can identify that ant. Where ma- which where he's from and what his rank is. Yeah, and the sounds the mature
3: the mature I guess at the mature lar- larval phase is when they start making um early communication sounds. While the immature larval phase and the pupa phases um aren't able to do this yet. And so the article goes into that when the um ant hill is disturbed, the worker ants that deal with the, the larvae know to grab the mature um larval first because the ones that are making the sounds because they are uh, the, the um, logic the guy comes to is um if you have to rebuild the ant colony you want um the ants that are going to be most likely active the soonest to survive so um the fact that the mature larval um, are able to actually communicate before they've actually you know come out of the larval stage makes it so they are more likely going to be moved into the um new ant colony so and, and that's a lot that you know okay the the basics there. are sound fairly sound and make sense but then he goes into one of the most messed up conclusions i've ever seen apparently according to him because this doesn't quite sound scientific to me at all
0: it's not according to him it's according to the bible all the ants. oh well, the bible doesn't talk about this but all the ants would yes die it does is proverbs proverbs 6 6 and proverbs 30 25 <laughs> it's right there Oh, it's this okay?
3: So apparently, according to Brian, this is out of the Bible and not this guy's words. But it's right to there in the article, teenager, sir. Which I love. I, I'd love to know how he came to this. But because all it's the ants would in die the in Bible. One generation. If you remove any of these features, early maturing, having the acoustic abilities, the instinct to strum it, our sensors in the adults to detect it, our ant brains to interpret the sounds, or the instinct to protect the mature larvae. He's claiming any one of those missing. The ants would be wiped out. I don't know where his okay. evidence for that okay.
0: is. Yeah, well, sir. Sure. No Once again, the evidence yeah. is in the Bible. I'm going to refer you to his first paragraph.
2: <laughs> this is the equivalent of a this is the equivalent of a drive-by shooting. Is what I'm looking at this <laughs> and article.
3: Somehow, because all those are present, that proves it has to be they had to be created. It um it doesn't go into the fact that there's no way to know that ants have always had these. In fact. For more understanding, more than likely the ants have developed these abilities throughout time and have learned to detect, you know, the adults learned to detect it at some point when, hey, look, the maturing um, um, guys ha- are making these sounds. Interesting. Hey, that tells us the difference between, you know, we do know that animals learn and, you know, pass that learning on. So, his apparently his concept is that the ants have always been able to do these from the beginning of time, from the first ants. Uh, as soon as they um, were created and emerged, they had all these abilities right there and have been doing it the whole time and have never changed one bit from that. And
1: that is part of their belief. I mean, yeah. one is only 6,000 years for them to do it. And they don't believe that any animals have changed one iota since the creator put them down. Yet we know scientifically we've, we know that they have, I mean, we have bred specific
3: animals into specific direction. We have, you know, we have trained animals to do things that they weren't naturally able to do. You know, we know we can alter all this stuff. And for, so it's really ridiculous to say, you know, because an animal can do all this stuff, that proves that it had to be created because apparently they've always been able to do it no matter what.
0: I would like to read to you from the <laughs> NIV, the most fundamentalist <laughs> Bible I could find. Proverbs 6 6 says, Go to the ants. <laughs> you slugard, can uh, cons- I think that's what that consider it way to be wise in proverbs 30:25 ants are creations of little strength yet they store up their food in the summer and why how that applies I have no idea but that <laughs> is exactly what he refers to at the beginning of the article yeah. thank you very much
2: wait wait I know that one and wait so the the ants store up their food all winter, but the grasshopper just screws around and basically <laughs> dies. Wait.
1: And that's why we don't have thinking, any grasshoppers anymore. That's
0: right. There are no grasshoppers. Well, the locusts are in the Bible. Wait, I think I maybe be of a different story. Anyway, yeah that's, yeah. that's why the, the turtle the won the race. <laughs> that's what, exactly.
3: So, so that's one side of the war on science, from the religious side. Well here we we basically jump over to the other side in the next couple of titles. Well
2: hold on a second, hold on a second. No. Okay, go ahead. This this article here is by a geneticist. So what he's he's a fifth columnist. Uh, he he's he's waging war on science from inside.
0: Yes. He has That's a all p- I'm saying. He has a PhD and he's read his Bible. He's a he's a PhD in genetics.
2: So well, I'd love to see what his dissertation said. Uh, yeah and i actually now i'm curious as to what what uh, clemson's university's
0: charter is
1: i don't know, <laughs> you know but right on their very it, yeah. first page it says something about the term and spirit
0: where did he get his phd
1: <laughs> at clemson say uh, where clemson university hmm. i don't i don't know I don't where know. it is
0: it's it's not a mill right it's not a
1: looks <laughs> oh, like a real place
0: okay they all look real on the internet, okay. though. Okay.
3: So now to jump on more or less the other side of it. We looked at the religion side. Now we'll jump to the left and look at the paranormal side. Um, this first article is, Do Scientists Fear the Paranormal? Yes. Next article. <laughs> so th- th- that's a common claim, actually, for many of um, the you know, people who are strongly into it. They claim that one of the reasons why science tried to discredit you know, ghosts and stuff like that is because they're afraid of stuff they can't explain.
2: Well, now, there are some things in the paranormal that it's actually perfectly logical to be afraid of. Zombies?
0: Ghosts? Damn. Be afraid
3: well, of I've never completely understood the fear of ghosts, actually. Uh, did we have this conversation once or did I talk to someone uh, else? I
0: don't know, that, but that answers the point. Well, why are we worried about ghosts?
3: Yeah, well, you know, it, ghosts in themselves, the concept actually doesn't scare me, but, um, but basically, this article goes over, you know, some of the stuff and um, talked about some of the criticism uh, that has come towards science. Although I think it's written more or less from the point science isn't really scared of it, but these are claims being made by various places. They, and, you know
0: they discount people that are actually looking into it. It's like Richard or yeah Richard um, Wiseman and and other and and, perma, and parapsychologists that are actually looking at this and. They they take issues with a lot of the methodologies and stuff that are used, and when they point these out, and in, instead of people going, "Okay, well, let's fix that," they they just go, well, "You just of- have a problem with uh, with the idea that these things exist."
3: And yeah, but m- most of, most of the skeptics I know would love to find out, you know, the you know about a, you know, there really are aliens. Hey, look, we have proof of ghosts. We have proof proof of telekinetic abilities. That is so cool.
0: That would be I cool. Mean,
3: I, yeah, I I think most. Uh, the skeptics I know would actually find the evidence of that. To actually be proven that that stuff can, is there would think it would be so cool. They wouldn't be scared of it. they you know, ready to, okay, let's figure out what we can do with it. What's going on here? They'd want to look beyond it, but they want actual evidence of it.
0: Right. And when you start looking at the evidence, a lot of these people are like, well, there's evidence for it, but there's issues with the methodologies and stuff that they use, and these things need to be repeated. And when they try to repeat them is when we run into problems.
3: Right, and that's where the, the you know they're fighting against science, saying, "Well, you know, stop trying to push the science stuff on us because um, that actually d- that doesn't help us prove what we want to prove."
0: Right. Well, you know, there's another issue here, in that they are they are appealing to the masses for this stuff, and they're trying to convince the masses, but that's not how science gets done, and it's the same way with it with. The people pushing creationists. These things are done at the academic level. They, they have to be, you know, that's where this stuff, you know, the science takes place. It does not take place in my, in my backyard, right? So even if I'm convinced, it does not mean anything in, until somebody with the proper credentials is convinced. Somebody who's actually done this kind of research. And that's one of the, that's, we have a big problem with that in that In, in the internet makes it worse that it's so easy to get information out, bogus information, right? right? And in some ways, maybe it's good because maybe some people can look at this and, and pressure somebody into actually looking at it and putting some money into it. But we don't do science in the public and we don't want to do science in the public. It needs to be in, you know, in a controlled, um, controlled atmosphere where we can actually measure it. But they, it's they have this idea that if they can convince the masses that this is true, that you know that that all these scientists, I, I don't, I actually, I'm not sure what 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 their ultimate agenda is because what are they going to take all the money out of science because the scientists won't yeah. do what they want them to do? I mean, there's a there's there's a, there's a problem here with um with the way that they are presenting this to the public.
3: Well, I think they want to validate their beliefs more than anything else, and they well, um and science isn't helping them do that, and so they. You know, they want to embrace the supernatural without having to actually um, think about it.
0: Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people putting in a lot of thought to this, so I'd hate to. accuse yeah. well, I'm I think not it, thinking it, about I, it.
3: You know, the, the thing is on both sides of the thing, whether it's religion or, or um, paranormal stuff, it really is the same mindset.
0: Well, but here's the thing, but there is, there is a portion of this where I think that you're absolutely spot on, and that's the validation port. Because if I can get, if I can present an issue that that is credulous, that no scientist wants to take up, but I can go to, I don't know, the Paracast, one of these paranormal shows, and, and those guys are going, yeah, these, why are these scientists, there's so much good evidence here, why aren't they looking at this? Um, in fact, they had an episode, the Paracast had an episode, yeah, like that, not too long ago about, you know, um, ghosts in this research and the person's evidence was just a whole litany of anecdotes and they're going, well, I don't understand why, why, why physicists have, you know, haven't, haven't, you know, looked at this and embraced this evidence. Well, because it's not evidence. And that's one of the problems is that people don't know what evidence is.
3: Right. And uh, yeah, a lot of people don't really understand. That's the thing I said. That 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 you can see on both sides of it. You know, with the religion side, um, with the evolution talk, they they don't grasp evolution, and they don't really want to, and they're not willing to learn anything more. So there's a gap in saying, well, um, you know, why don't scientists listen to uh, see all the flaws that we've been told are there? But they haven't looked to see, you know, how evolution actually is supposed to work. But instead, they, they just go off of the flaws they've been told because it's easier and it's easy to get justification by just saying, hey, look, there's all sorts of flaws that they don't want to address because they know they're wrong. So it, it really is the same mindset on both sides. I think yeah. they, they, Both well, sides are trying for validation to justify what they want to believe more than what they actually <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had one of the guys who I work with tell me. He says, "You know, you're really good when when science, when there's a study for something." He says, "But when when something that everybody knows is true, if they, if you know if there isn't a study, you just reject it." It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if there isn't if there isn't a, if there isn't proper you know evidence for the position, yeah, I, I I do discount it a lot of times. Um, and and I got the and that's what they told me on fracking. But the last thing I heard on fracking is, well, I'm still torn on fracking. It's like, well, well, good. You should be, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, when that's a problem. And when you start asking for evidence like this, like whenever somebody says something that I just think is absolutely ridiculous, I'm like, can, what's your source on that? You know, you have to ask those questions.
3: Right, no, Tough questions should not be side away from. You know, if, if you really want to back up your belief, you know, instead of, you know, Going off on science when they ask a tough question, address
0: it. Yeah. But if, anyway, so, let's get back to your article. I'm sorry. I, I derailed you. Right.
3: Well, that, that was the basics
0: of it. Yeah. But one um, of the things that I think should not be in here is this Einstein's mistake. Now, I mean, CERN had, they, they, they had a, um, you know, when they, when they were looking at the neutrinos going faster than light, they, they had, you know, some, some data that claimed this and they had, they, and they were trying to figure it out. And they finally got to the point where they needed help. And so they, they released the information, right? And, and, and people came in with all these ideas of what could possibly be wrong. And by doing that, they finally found some answers. They found a fiber cable that would, that was, that, that, that was a problem.
3: But actually, this makes sense to be in there because this is a perfect example. Um, there were people that were saying, Oh, you know, scientists are going to, um, be scared now because (coughs) we've proven that the theory's wrong, that they've made a mistake. You know, ha, ha, ha. But, um, the scientists, you know, went and said, okay, I think it could be proven wrong, but we are not going to say it's been proven wrong yet. We're going to, you know, go and look at, you know, the actual experiment and see if there were mistakes made. They right. found but, a mistake.
0: Yeah. But this is a mis- misconception. And once again, the public's misconception of how science gets done. The idea is to it, throw everything that you think could possibly be wrong at something and test it. You, you have to, you have to try and disprove what you're trying to prove first before it, before it can be validated.
2: Right. It never fails to astound ah. me that people think that they, they think that their own type of thinking holds sway with everybody else. They, they think that scientific, the scientific community thinks of, I, of Einstein as a holy icon and that he could never be wrong when in actuality, Einstein would be absolutely thrilled to find out that he, that he was incorrect.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, that would all be advancing science
3: would. and learning from it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just finished the book, Um "The Particle at the End of the Universe" by Sean Carroll, talking about the Higgs boson. And you know, they went through. You know, he went through what they were looking for, and they they were really hoping that they would either find not find the Higgs, or that they would, or the Higgs would be different than they expected it to be. There was a potential for five different Higgs bosons, um, and some stuff like that. And there was all these, all these hopes that, that they were wrong, that they weren't going to find it. And when they finally did find it, it, you know, in some ways, it's like, hey, yeah, we've, we, that, that's great. We found it. But in, in another, now that question is solved. Except for the Higgs did react slightly differently than they predicted, right? Um, so, so they have that to work on now. So right. yeah, they, they, that's the purpose of science is to find yeah, out no, you're right all or wrong. All, science wrong.
3: loves it when they find yeah. out they made a mistake and, you know, can expand on it.
0: Because that
2: means you can do more experiments.
0: Yeah, cool.
3: And there's more to learn.
2: Cool, cool, cool.
0: Right, and ESP and all these kinds of things are are at a point where they they shouldn't be in their infancy, but they but they are as far as the amount of studies and the amount of good quality studies that have that have been done. And you get people claiming all the time, you know, that oh, it's been proven these studies, but you go back and the studies are usually pretty poor. And, and should be redone in, with more, you know, refined methodologies. But that costs money. And that is one of the, one of the hangups here with any kind of science is getting the money to do the fun, you know, to do these quality studies with proper sample sizes. Right. So I, I'm sympathetic to the ESP researchers because it would be awfully awesome if they could prove something reliable.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd want to read other people's minds myself, but I, I love the idea of telekinetic abilities. That would be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Alright. Just so, got to get and some, of, last, those, arc get arc some arc
3: of
2: those Higgs boson particles in us. <laughs> the, the last
3: one I not necessarily on topic with all the others. I just found it amusing. Although, this one sounds more like a scam style one where, you know, ignoring science altogether just because, you know, it makes her be painted as a better psychic. But um, the articles from MSN: um, Woman says her alien lovers are better at sex than any Earthling. <laughs> and basically, well, you have. Now, uh,
2: hold on a second. Hold on a second. My first question is to, as to her methodology. Has she had sex with all
0: Earthlings? Right. Is there a study?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think she's had a sampling from the impression I get from the article. Well, she may have had a
2: sampling, but I, I think her sample is probably flawed. Second question I have is: I, I note that she has an octopus, octopus, uh, octopus being boyfriend. Is she wearing her hair like that to turn him on? Because <laughs> you know she looks like Kit Fisto.
3: Ah, yeah, true. Anyway, so um, Stephanie Cohen, the self-described psychic, said that not only does he interact with races of aliens, re, uh, interacts with races of aliens ranging from the Greys to Catmen and octopus people. But she also has had sexual encounters with them.
2: Uh, Have these been physical sexual encounters, or have these been, you know, like, higher (laughs) plane sexual encounters?
3: Well, there'd be a lot of interesting questions for an interview with her due to this, but it's just the whole concept. I mean, she doesn't call him a boyfriend. He's more of a good spirit friend who happens to be from the octopus race.
0: Are are they having, so, I mean, are they having, like, sex spiritually? I... I, it doesn't necessarily explain, but um, apparently she prefers sex
3: with her aliens that she somehow has contact with. Although, like I said, the article doesn't say physical contact ever. She claims to have spiritual contact with them. But
2: you know, this this octopus man that she's talking about, who's a is sp- a good spirit friend, he thinks of her as nothing but a booty call. I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, th- this one sounded more to me like um, you know psychic inventing some rather absurd things and someone who actually believes in it but i just found it amusing and uh, it's like why would someone actually admit to that uh,
2: it, ga- but- it, it it
0: left me with some questions
2: <laughs> i'm going to have to watch some some Japanese anime porn to find out how the whole tentacle thing worked with the octopus
0: I guy. I'm trying to remember there's a writer who wrote a bunch of like trash novels and who the, the main character ends up sleeping with a, like these like park god characters and some of them have tentacles and strange stuff like that. It's pretty strange. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. No, no, no. Well, this time it wasn't. Oh, no, no. different one. Different, different one. one. More okay. modern. More modern. And I okay. can't remember her name. <laughs> strange stuff.
3: Yeah, it's definitely something what people believe in.
0: Was it Twilight, Brian? Um, No, as far as I don't think anybody was a technical person there, were they? I don't know. I haven't read it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) And and Kimberly, yeah, yeah, Kimberly has like not said anything. She's been right here. I'm absolutely
1: hanging on every word. Every (laughs) word. I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Well, do we have enough new atheists? Is there room for one more?
1: We actually just—I got—I got news today on on uh, Meetup that there is now a Longmont is it atheist chapter? What did really? I hear about today? But my answer is yeah, we have plenty of room for more atheists and more atheist groups.
0: So, um, I, the, this article is entitled "Where Are All the Honest Atheists?" Which I, is, is an interesting question. Um, the godless might be both true and terrible is something that new atheists refuse to entertain. Interesting premise. So, this gentleman, um, by the name of the, uh, well, I don't know who wrote this article. Doesn't matter. Amen. Well, apparently it wasn't
2: A.C. Grayling.
0: Yeah. A.C. Grayling has, is actually a philosopher, a British philosopher who's uh, written a new book, um, called The God Argument. And and so this this book basically or this article is basically talking about um, do we need more new atheists? Um, Apparently, he, the article was written by Damon Linker, Brian. Damon Linker. He calls he calls the the, the book another attack on the um, luciousness of religion and the childlessness of belief in God. And I, I don't know if he's actually read the book or not. Um, I, I, I thought it was, is pretty interesting because he, he doesn't really seem to, he, he goes on to say that, um, this kind of, um, approach to atheism and secularism, uh, says this style of atheism has reached it, has reached a dead end. So apparently we don't need it anymore. Nobody else needs to do this anymore. Dawkins, Harris, Hitchens, and Dennett. That they've they've settled the matter and and it's dead now. nobody else has anything to add they can't add anything new to this. this line is dead. So basically that the, he's saying that, that that gray is saying that godlessness is not only true but also unambiguously good for humanity uh, for, or for human beings. It's quite obviously not. So basically, the author. So he's he's saying the author is saying that you know, godlessness is, is is true and better for humanity, and he's saying it's obviously not. It's like well, obvious. How is that? And then he goes on basically yeah. to say, what's that?
3: I don't recall any real good case being presented by him. It's just he makes a claim not, without presenting anything. And
0: he he doesn't present a thing, but he does say if atheism is true, it's far from good news. Learning that we are alone in the universe. That no one hears us and answers our prayers and that um humanity is entirely a product of random events, so he doesn't understand evolution either. No. Um that we have no more basically that we're no more special than than any non humans and that we're just a non animated chimp of matter. Right. Um and he
1: goes uh-huh. on Does with, this mean there's no Santa Claus either? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sadly, this appears to be the case. Yes, it, it does seem to. So.
1: This is not how I wanted to find out. Go ahead.
0: You know, he goes on to say that this idea that we are alone in the universe and, and that, you know, that there's no higher purpose for us is, um, he says that, that this is not a good thing and that honest atheists, they acknowledge this. And he goes on to talk, um, to, to quote, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, um, that proclaimed, uh, the death of God was an Awe-inspiring ca- catastrophe, and he, he goes on from that too. I mean, basically, the the thing go, just goes on and on. It's one big ad hominem attack, and basically, uh, he doesn't he um he doesn't ever talk about what the what the book actually says. He never refutes anything in the book. He gives a whole bunch of unsubstantiated claims and makes a whole bunch of ad hominem attacks throughout the whole thing. And I mean, it, it was it was it's an absolute terrible read. But it was but it was interesting in that. Once again, I don't know what theweek.com is, and that's the source on this. It, it was interesting to me because it's not in any way scholarly. It's not in any way intelligent. It's, it's just a, we don't need this. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of other atheists who also thought that the death of God was bad. Which leads me to my next article. Do it. All right. New study suggests religion may help crime, uh, convicts justify their crimes. Um, this is interesting that it starts out talking about, um, basically, you know, the, the basic tenets of how, you know, theology makes, makes things better and belief in God. But then he says, but, um, you know, but he says, but does it really? And so, and so somebody actually looked at this and it is a very small sample size. They questioned right. 48 people. 45 of them said that they were religious of uh, these criminals. And so, and so they asked them, you know, um, uh, first of all, they, they, they asked them what, what they what you know, what they, what they knew about. Um, the religion. And this one guy says, uh, I believe in God and the Bible and stuff. I believe in Christmas and, uh, you know, the commitments and whatnot. And the interviewer says, You mean the commandments? Yeah, that. I believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name any of them? Uh, well, I know. Uh, like, don't steal. Don't steal. Uh, don't uh, cheat. Don't and shit cheat. Like that. Uh, I can't remember the rest. <laughs> I can't remember the rest. <laughs> So basically, it went on to talk about how these people are use are, are using religion in order to justify what they did. And when and you know, when they ask them, "Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you've done these bad things. I mean, what does God think?" Well, God knows I'm good in my heart. And uh, and so they and they
1: will be getting Christmas <laughs> presents from Santa.
0: That's right, because they're because because they because God knows that they're good in their heart. It's it's <laughs> it's only the only reason that they're criminals is because of the position that they were in. To begin with, right? Because they're living in the hood, and it's and it's just it goes on and on. And well, on
3: I've on often on. said one thing about Christianity is they have a nice setup. Um, Satan made me do it, and Jesus died for my sins so I'd be forgiven. So um, you know, a fundamental idea of Christianity says you actually don't have to be held accountable for any of your actions.
0: Right. And here's, here's, you know, so I thought, so I wanted to, I, I kind of wanted one article lead into the other. The first article is saying that, listen, even if they're right and we don't have, and, and, and we, and, and God isn't, um, real, it doesn't make things better because, you know, because this idea that we're alone in the world and, and we're going to end up, you know, pushing ourselves into nihilism, um, without God. That we can't exist without God is what the, kind of what this first, um, article is trying, is trying to represent. And then I show you, well, God is, God is being heavily used as a justification for people's bad actions.
2: Well, God tends to be used as a magic buddy by a lot of people.
0: Right. But here's the thing is that I, that I want to ask you, would a just moral God have put them into that situation in the first place then? mysterious ways dude yeah exactly if you won't
3: believe in it you'll come up with the justification exactly you you have the one guy claiming that it's okay to do bad stuff to bad people because you're um doing punishment to them for jesus and it's like wait a moment the bible actually tells you not to do that yet we've heard that justification many times that oh you know that person deserves punishment in the name of god i will punish them it's like well the bible tells you not to do that that um, you know, God will take care of that in the end. That you know, but they do give in their head that hey, there's justifications for what I do because
0: you know, I I worked with a guy who was basically he was part of a a, a Christian cult. It's all cults, but this particular one was like very small, like a couple hundred people, and they they're one of these Christian cults who believes only like a like you know, 140 people or whatever are, are, are going to are going to be going to heaven. And they're, they're a real small sect. And he's probably one of the most religious people that I knew. He was also one of the best people I could ever see at finding ways to justify his, his bad actions. He was so frickin' good at it. He couldn't do any wrong because he always had some sort of way that he could justify it using the Bible. It was, it was, it was actually quite impressive.
1: Sounds like a fun guy to have at a party.
0: <laughs> He'd be a real buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, so I I just I, I I had read those two articles and I thought, "Wow, you know what? They they're, they the uh, of course one of them is um the the one about the imprisonment is from Slate, so it's actually well written. Um where this other one, The Week was uh I mean, it's not terribly written, it's just it doesn't really make a point other than an ad hominem attack. Right. And which is unfortunate because I it would it would have been much better if he could have addressed some of the things that he was saying. In, in in some way other than just say, hey, look, all these other atheists thought that the lack of belief in God was uh, was a bad thing too. So interesting. Uh, we want to do anything else here?
2: I think I'm good at this point.
0: You call? How are we doing for time? We're good. We're just over an hour. It'll shrink down. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I I think we'll we're gonna hit marriage equality again here in the next couple weeks because it's going to the Supreme Court. Um the most interesting one though I we could talk about this one article did you guys hear about Rob Portman he's a he's a Republican senator who just Is came he the out. one whose son came out Yeah exactly yeah. and actually yeah. you know I whoever this this William uh uh Saltan on uh on slate he's a he's a whiny bastard um he has two articles in here what that I read I'm like really he, he basically, um, you know, because he, the guy is being lambasted. He, he, comes out, he's a, now he's got a gay son, and now he can come and now he comes out and says, oh, well, you know what, my, my, well, I have to support gay marriage because of my son. And he, he admits that the his, his opposition all these years to gay marriage has been, has been rooted in the Bible. Um, but now. Well, it's like
3: so, that, well, that New York, um, senator who, um, was hugely opposing, um, Legalization of marijuana who got arrested for possessing the marijuana.
0: Right. Well, but the thing that that gets me about this guy is like, well, if he was being true to his Bible, wouldn't he disown his son Mm -hmm. instead of embracing marriage equality for his son? I think he would actually stone his son. Well, exactly.
3: That shows where his priorities are, you know, and it is rather selfish. It, when it concerns him directly. Oh, okay, I'll switch my views on it.
0: Right, but so the, the author of this article is upset about people pointing out the hypocrisy, and is, and he's basically saying, "Hey, listen, we just take the win wherever we can get it."
3: And it's like,
0: well, wait a second. I completely disagree with that. With that look I, on things, I agree with
3: you. I, we need to point out the hypocrisy because the more we can point it out, the more we can say, "Hey, listen. You know, the majority of them are probably um, hypocrites." As it is, if they can, you know, when the hypocrisy surfaces, point it out. Make it clear. You know, while yes, we want him, you know, to side with us on the issues, on the fact that the reasoning behind it is a bit messed up.
1: Right. I mean, it would be, and and I'm certainly not comparing being gay with murdering somebody but like if his son murdered somebody would he all of a sudden be like i kind of think we've come down a little hard on murderers <laughs> now that i've got one in my family i'm, I'm kind of rethinking it i mean it, it's that kind of logic is retarded and the fact is he is an elected official who is supposed to represent all of us all of our families not just the ones that are like his and while again i can understand yeah i should be glad for a victory because it's in my favor this time it's just it still seems a little bit screwed up it also occurs to me that as gay people we really should how easy could we have the entire world to ourselves at this point right we have to convert less than 535 kids make them gay right seduce them them. (laughs) and if we target just The children of of House of Representatives and the Senate, every single one of them would vote our way. I don't know what the hell we've been doing, screwing around with all these other losers and stuff like that, (laughs) when we could have been very targeted. On who we were seducing and bringing over to the dark side. Who you gotta get your gay germs on to, basically. Yeah. Right? I mean, if the agenda was was written out and printed up before we got started on this stuff, we'd be miles ahead of where we are now.
2: Kimberly, I'm gonna tell your girlfriend that you're leaving her for a young Republican. (laughs) A young Republican.
1: Uh. A child of a republican, let's uh right,
0: and he was also upset that people were pointing out the the whole you know that he he isn't empathizing with with everybody else i mean I, quite frankly, I wish that he had a gay son, and I wish he was poor
1: and didn't have health care, yeah, got paid minimum wage exactly <laughs> exactly right,
0: we I mean would have
1: a couple of reforms there and about a. <laughs>
0: right, and yeah. these people don't empathize with with their constituents, and it's not and, and in that respect it's not just conservatives I think that that the that, that um the liberals a lot of times are not empathizing with their constituents because they're all rich people too yeah and and sometimes it's hard to get past that. And the rest of us are going, Hey, listen, we, we, you know, we, we want to, to be able to be productive. And to be productive, we need to be healthy, right? We need to make a, a wage that allows us to, to have a, a reasonable, um, quality of life. We, and we, we need these things in order for us to participate in this society that you are controlling. And if we can't participate, what, what happens to, to the society? If, if we don't, if nobody can afford healthcare except for the 1%, what happens to the society?
1: It's it's not viable in the long term. I mean, no. it, it it won't make any sense.
0: Right. Yeah. So so uh, the guy who wrote this, uh, his is is in the end, his basic his basic wrap up was, uh, be patient, be welcoming, be kind. Great. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad to have the guy on board at least for this one issue. But there's a whole bunch of other issues that I'd like him to empathize with too.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and and like you say, I mean, just the ridiculousness and, you know, all these claims about uh you know, what are they they're always talking about moral relativism and stuff, right? We're supposed to get all our morals from the Bible, otherwise it's moral relativism, world's gonna fall apart, cats and dogs living together, all that kind of shit. And meanwhile they are the absolute epitome of that kind of stuff. When it affects their family, when it's them they're all of a sudden completely different. Yeah.
3: You, you should be thinking beyond just what affects you directly, but you know other people do matter. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So the so there's one other one that I would that I want to get to because I thought this was mm-hmm. I thought this was good. It's related. So Supreme Court can save Republicans from gay marriage mess. And I thought this was brilliant. So basically the guy is saying, listen, it, it, would, it would, it would be in the Republicans advantage for the Supreme Court to come out in favor of marriage equality. He says, because right now he says that, that the majority of the population, and actually I have a, I have a list of polls, um, that, that show this as well, um, are in favor of marriage equality. They, they're saying gay marriage, right? Okay. I'm saying marriage equality. Right. Um, because Kimberly has, has taught me. And you're well,
1: one of the good guys.
0: I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying.
1: No, you're an ally, man. It's it it. I honestly appreciate. Sure. I speak for all of the gays. <laughs> Thank you. The, the ones who aren't out there molesting senators' children.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so so he's basically saying that. Listen, it because here's the thing: is that if if they settle this and say. There it is. It's done. They, they have equal rights according to the Constitution. Then Republicans can come out and say, it's those, um, judicial activists. They've, they, they they have taken this away from me. My hands are tied. There's nothing I can do. And he says that this would save the Republicans from, from a, from a whole big, whole big, you know, argument that they'd just be able to say, listen, uh, I agree with you on that, but there's nothing I can do about it right now. How about these other things, you know? Uh and so I thought that We've was got really... another
1: group we can discriminate against. That'll that'll keep you happy.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll find somebody <laughs> else to discriminate against, don't worry. But we gotta let the gays go for now. Uh yeah, so that that's that was an interesting uh point of view on this. That just uh that if that it, it's better for the Republicans for this to be settled at the Supreme Court so they can claim that it was a you know, bunch of uh activist judges.
1: Although of course, you know, with them with their double think and their rewriting of history and their complete ignorance of the fact that we have this stuff on tape we'll just be like oh no we we evolved into this you know when they're talking to certain people because again all the idiots who are who are against this right now are going to be looking like fools 10 years down the line where no one can even remember this being an argument right and they'll be like no i was never i was never on that side that that's you're misrepresenting what i was saying But, um, I mean, you're right. If, if it comes off the table, they can't win anymore on it. I mean, you could get some people stirred up, you know, those base lunatic people, but that's it. When, Everybody else,
0: yeah. this train has left. When 68% of the, of the population wants it. And what he says is he says that this isn't really going to be a problem because is the, he says that the, the people that are opposed to this are older Republicans and that they're going to die off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't worry about them. They'll be dead in a couple of years and it won't be an issue anymore. Nobody will be talking about this. Just like nobody's talking about the fact that, that um, blacks and whites are allowed to marry now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Aren't those uh, aren't those Republicans that they're talking about? Aren't they? Don't they? Don't they uh, die a mass death due to a meteor hitting the Earth, and then they can't live in the atmosphere anymore? or Am I thinking of dinosaurs? Yeah, you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, but related. They're related, I'm sure. Yeah. No, it's no, related I mean.
2: A, uh, we could, we could check the DNA and see if they're related to dinosaurs. It,
0: it is, it is interesting. I mean, you're always going to have people like, um, I, I, and I, I don't know exactly what, um, what is it, the Westboro Baptist would say about blacks and whites marrying, right? I mean, cause they're pretty white. Um,
1: well, they're all related. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're all brothers and sisters and, and. But a bing, ding, 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 ding. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so – but you're going to have those people. But like the Brian Fishers of the world, they're just going to
1: die off and go away. Not soon enough. Not soon enough. Yeah. Like I say, we've talked about it before. It has got to be really distressing being this far on the wrong side of history and and seeing the inevitability of it. I don't don't know what they think or what they're going to do about it. I, I feel bad for them a little bit. Well, this is a quick scary. turn,
0: too, because, I mean, through, through the nineties, they were kind of pushing for it and pushing for it. And in, in early two thousands, even in, you know, in Colorado here, they got, it got pushed back a few times, right? But they kept pushing it and kept pushing it. And now we're going to have civil, uh, um, civil unions, right? Yeah. Which I, I, I know is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. But
1: it's a, it's a right step.
0: It's a step in the right direction. I'm going to give it that. But uh, the, I, I do have another proposal for you, Kimberly.
1: Oh, we're, I, I'm being proposed to. Go ahead. Always, but um, <laughs> yeah. this is a different kind Brian, of proposal. You know, dumbass is coming out. <laughs> yeah, on exactly. This corner, so,
0: right? yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, dumbass can keep his hands off. Okay. <laughs> I I asked first. Um, I want to take marriage away from everybody, and and I want to go back to to this idea that it should only be for procreation rights. And so, for people to get married, well, the only people who are going to get married are 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 men and women who have shown that they are. Um, that they can, uh, that they're viable, that they can, you know, that they can conceive, right? So you have to be pregnant before you can get married. Huh. Okay. And nobody else That'd... gets marriage because marriage is about procreation.
1: That you have to actually marry the person who get knocked up? Yeah. I mean, is it, or or do you just have to be viable?
0: Well, then, then, then it, well, no, because the man (laughs) has to prove that, that he has, you know, that, that his polywogs are working. And the woman has to prove that her tubes are working. And (laughs) so, yeah, I kind of think it's gotta be the one, yeah. Brian, what you're saying is me and you did it right. Exactly, right. Because we (laughs) knocked our wives up and then we got married. We're the only ones that should be allowed to get married. Mac should have never been allowed to have a marriage. No kids came out of that union. first
2: marriage I did
0: oh okay there you go see that marriage was now, legitimate <laughs> and the birds are
2: legitimate <laughs> all right so I'm gonna add an, an element to what you're talking about I'm gonna I'm gonna put my own spin on this and say that not only should people who are viably able to procreate be the only ones who are allowed to get married but they should have to fight in gladiatorial games to get there
3: Ooh! Wow.
2: The marriage games. I like it. May the odds be ever in your favor to get married.
0: I, I don't know. Mine's easier. You just got to knock up a woman. Yeah, I know.
1: So the Maury Povich shows, where they have the "Who's the baby daddy?" would <laughs> would go immediately from there into. I you say know, we, like ordain, we ordain. We ordain
2: right. Maury Povich as a minister.
1: Okay. All right. Okay, I'm with you.
2: And he can perform the ceremony right then and there.
0: Right, but I'm also going to say that the moment that the kids are no longer Until too, your guardian, you're no longer the guardian of those kids. Your marriage is dissolved. Oh, because it's only about procreation here, right?
1: Well, that's what I've heard.
0: That's what. Yeah. That's what I keep getting told. That that that. Well, they, the gays can't get married because they can't produce children.
1: Yeah, that's been the argument. All right. Well, I'm glad we could settle that for the world and come up with <laughs> solutions. <laughs> I know a lot now of we people are looking for
2: him. <laughs> we, know, we know what Brian would do if he ruled the world now.
0: Yes, I would take marriage from everybody. Yep. Uh, it's the only way to be fair about it, though, you know? All right. Is there anything else? No. Nope.
1: Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> <there> could <laughs> I don't
0: think we can come up with anything
2: to top that. All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, Good everybody. Goodnight. Good
1: night.